Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Mark Blunden and this is The Leader. Across London, the winds of Storm Eunice have been working up from Friday morning. The highest level red alert from the Met Office has been issued, warning of a risk to life. Now 70 miles per hour gusts were recorded with Londoners urged to stay indoors. By mid-afternoon, London Ambulance Service reported two people injured in the capital, one by falling debris and another by a tree. There's been trees down, damage to buildings, including the O2, and there's been widespread flight and rail cancellations. So how can we prepare ourselves for future extreme weather events in the capital, and are the authorities doing enough when the worst happens? We wanted to get some top advice on emergency planning, so we called in an expert. Ilan Kelman is Professor of Disasters and Health at University College London and joins me now. Ilan, what's your view on how government cuts have impacted disaster response? A lot of it really comes down to the wider support for resources and the wider support for longer term action. Sadly, what we've seen, and unfortunately the COVID-19 pandemic really il- illustrated this in the worst possible way, the top-down direction from the UK government and the top-down resources are very much lacking. Even though all of the risk assessments, all of the contingency plans, all of the understanding is there. So when it comes to transport for London, for example, starting in 2015, the national government removed a huge subsidy to support London transport. This makes us all vulnerable. This very much constrains the mayor and constrains the City of London and the Greater London uh, Authority and the borough workers. Ilan, what are your tips on preparing ourselves for extreme weather? The one thing which most people should be able to do, and which I highly recommend, is being ready to be on your own without external help for up to two weeks. This means having non-perishable food, and obviously if there's tins, having a tin opener, having bottled water and enough for people to drink and to use, having a torch, having spare batteries, if not wind up, and definitely a battery operated radio or a wind up radio because our mobiles will eventually lose power. There may not be electricity or internet. And then the final item is a first aid kit and knowing how to use it and being ready to use it. We need to ensure that people have appropriate livelihoods, opportunities, options, and resources to have that two weeks of material 
to be in the mindset that they may have to give first aid and may have to be on their own, and to be able to have the options and choices, for example, for insurance. Even in the big city. Absolutely. We know that London is highly vulnerable to intense rainfall flooding, as well as flooding from the North Sea. And the Thames barrier was built to try and avoid these situations, but any barrier has a limit. So we need to be ready for a major storm surge flood from the North Sea exceeding the barrier's capability and knocking out a couple of tube lines. This also means that we have to evacuate large parts of London near the Thames. And again, just be ready to help people who are evacuating. So what's London's emergency planning structure? London has numerous plans and numerous situation uh, reports in terms of what they're going to do operationally. They have four specific generic emergency plans, including coordination, emergency services liaison, different frameworks, and also specific sectors like water, energy, transport, and food. They also have around a dozen highly specific emergency plans covering everything from mass casualties to humanitarian assistance within London, to strategic responses to particular hazards, mass evacuation, mass shelter, power power supply disruption, water supply disruption, and some others. And what are some of the practical preparations they need to make for storms? We know wind is coming, and this is well beyond hurricane force. So workers go out and cut down tree branches, which may break and fall on people injuring or killing them, but also may fall on power lines knocking out power. It's a simple preventative measure. It can be done 24 to 48 hours in advance. It's something which is maintained anyway and ought to be done, but by ensuring that we are protecting power lines and people, it really helps reduce what may be a disaster. We've also had, for example, strong advice to stay at home. Do not travel unless essential. It helps keep the roads clear for emergency services. It helps reduce the prospects of casualties by people being hit by flying debris, which happens frequently. And it also means that if there are high winds on exposed roads and bridges, there are fewer vehicles. And finally, many people will find it pretty stressful being in the middle of all of this. Any tips to help reduce anxiety? Knowledge and action reduce anxiety. First aid is very much about knowing how many compressions to breaths to give during CPR, cardiopulmonary resuscitation. But it's far more than that. It's developing an attitude and mindset that we can deal with crisis and more to the point, we can prevent crisis which of course will reduce anxiety. So that's why we need to think about this and act long before the warning is issued. This is every day and every decade, so that whether a flood comes along or a windstorm or a pandemic, we immediately know what to do and how to do it. The difficulty, and this is absolutely fair for anxiety, is people do not have the options, opportunities, or resources because we've been hit so hard by long-term cuts to people's livelihoods, possibilities, resources, and services that they're struggling to survive day to day. That in itself is anxiety and understandably so. And then we layer on it a potential disaster. And of course, people are going to be worried. As a society, we have to come together. We have to support people in being ready We have to support people in saying, yeah, I do actually have the time to think about it. I do actually have the resources to act in the way I need to act. And then we help each other, reduces everyone's anxiety and can help each other in times of difficulty. 
more on this story in the Evening Standard newspaper and online at standard.co.uk. That's The Leader. We're back on Monday at 4pm. And why not check out our brand new business podcast? It's called An Invitation to Meet. We've popped it in the show notes. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.